Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. And good evening, everybody. This is Alan Smith here, and thanks for tuning in to Truth About Trucking Live. Today is Thursday, January 31st, 2012, last day of the month, and glad to have you tune in. And uh, see everyone coming in there on the phone lines, uh, Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And I'm a little under the weather, and Donna's going to be kind of handling the show. I'll be here on the sidelines, popping in, uh, I guess, when I feel like it. But um, uh, appreciate you tuning in. We're, she's going to be taking us down the road to better health again, as, as most of you know that this is something that – she has been dealing with her very long time and something that is very close to her. So, uh, Donna, did you make it in time? I'm all set up. Oh, man, I don't believe it. No, he always, I always cut everything down to the wire. I make Alan very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, set, I'm sitting here going three minutes to show, two minutes to show, and she's in here. She does it every show. It, it just, it's just uh, very nerve-wracking, but she's always there. So, And, you know, I was thinking, Donna, too, I forgot to mention this to you, but I was reading a report uh, last week, and I just thought about it like four minutes before the show, and I don't have it here in front of me, but I was reading a report that, that came out saying that more and more younger truck drivers are getting ill now. And it was, uh, you know, th- through this autoimmune thing, or maybe it was their back or joint pain, but they're seeing more health problems in younger drivers now. And uh, that report can probably be found through a Google search, but I found that interesting that the younger drivers are now facing this thing. And this is this is one reason that makes these, uh, these health shows, uh, you know, so important. I mean, it is a big issue. Well, since 1996, when... Um the food genetically modified foods were introduced uh we've seen a surge of um autoimmune disease uh of all kinds gastro um arthritis uh rheumatoid arthritis uh diabetes um you know lupus multiple sclerosis uh, uh psoriasis i mean these are all things that have gone uh through the roof since 1996 so i know a lot of people you know are like you know well what is that and or well i don't believe that and um truthfully i mean i'm i'm not proud to say this but prior to um let's see what year would that have been uh december of 2010 um i was 
that same type of person, you know. Oh well, you know, it's no big deal. You know, you can't you, know, you can't be that crazy over everything you eat. And after you do a little research, well, first after you get sick, and you come down with an autoimmune disease, then you turn around and all of a sudden you're researching and reading, and you're like, yeah, I guess you do have to be. Uh, you know, be up on all this and and be concerned. And so I know a lot of people are where I was, and I think people need to get on the bandwagon prior to uh, coming down with anything uh, rather than after. So anyway, um, that's, you know, since you brought that up with the younger people, well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, they were blaming a lot of these things like diabetes and arthritis and all this for aging truck drivers. And you would think, you know, yeah, that could be. But if younger people coming in are coming down with the same illnesses, then I think you need to look at the source of the illness um, and the cause. And I do believe that GMOs is one of those uh, causes. Well, well, it's real interesting. And for those new listeners that may just be tuning in and don't, uh, not sure exactly who, uh, who we are, you know, Donna's background is in medical research and uh, uh, the autoimmune disease that she came down with is Crohn's disease. So this is a battle, she, you know, you've been going along for quite a while too, Donna. But it's interesting, you can follow the timeline as to when GMOs were, were introduced into our food supply. Just follow that timeline, follow the uh, the illnesses that started popping up and the problems, the health problems people started to have, and it fits right along right alongside that timeline well yeah and that's you know what a lot of people are are realizing but yet so many do not realize it or because it doesn't affect them right now they're not realizing it or you know they're they're ignoring the headlines you know they might see a headline and go ah that's interesting and then you know flip the page well, this is your expertise, and it's going to be an interesting show with a lot of information. Joining us is our guest, Kevin Hodge. He's founder of Contact Composites. We'll find out more about that. Uh, I think he's joining us from way up there in Washington State, but uh, he has a lot of information. And, Donna, you, how did you hook up with our guest? Um, I believe it was um, our previous guest, uh, Diana Caracas. Um, and actually, you know, she's also, and, and by the way, I, I don't consider myself an expert because there's so much information on this that I feel like I've just touched the surface. Um, but uh, I did uh, meet Kevin through uh, Diana, who is also very involved uh, with educating people about the health uh, effects of gene genetically modified foods so we we both had you know a lot of good conversations and sharing information and that's really what this is. Matter of fact, I got on a a, a forum tonight um, and it's called HealingWell.com and I mean it, it's a great website and the forums are awesome because if there's anything wrong with you, you can pick that particular um, uh, disease or or ailment and click on that forum and discuss it. And um, so anyway, today was my first day on that particular forum, and I hope I, I did post a show on there too, um, so I hope we have some people on from that forum listening. Okay, well, we already have some callers holding on, caller from Illinois, and 
Others will get to you as soon as we get rolling here with our guests, so hang with us. And uh, glad you've joined us. And those in the chat room, appreciate you being here. Our guest, Kevin Hodge, will be coming up, and we'll take you down the road to uh, health once again right here on Truth About Trucking Live. So stick with us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since truck were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-off business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilts, Volvos, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. I want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. Donna, Kevin, uh, welcome to the show. Glad to, glad to join. I'm good, and you're way up there in Washington State, right? Yep, I'm about 45 minutes south of Seattle. Oh, and he has a great 
phone connection, Donna, so we're ready to roll. Oh, yeah, it's great. Always good when you can hear the guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, where do you want to begin, Donna? Let's take it off. I think, um, you know, tonight we're going to talk about, you know, the problems, explain a little bit about the um, what GMOs are, how they affect us, and we want to get into solutions um, because, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do uh, to get around it. Um, it's difficult, but, you know, you, you can. Um, just to, to say this, that Europe has um, uh, banned uh, a lot of GMO uh, foods, and they actually have laws to put uh, GMO uh, labels on the foods if there's anything made from that food that is even related to a GMO of some some ways. For example, high fructose corn syrup comes from corn, which is a genetically modified food. So um, we don't have any of that, and there's a lot of people trying to fight for that. So we're going to have some solutions here tonight, too. But I think the best thing to do to start out with is for Kevin to come on, give us an intro um, about his concerns and uh, and what he does. So hi, Kevin. How you doing? Okay. Well, I guess the first thing, is, you know, like when we, as you asked me to do the show, is to kind of give a bio of of who I am and what what I do and and uh, uh, what I've always considered myself was a classically trained uh, aviation plastician. <laughs> That's not a mouthful. Basically, it means that uh, uh, using composites to build aircraft. And from you know a liquid to a solid in any any shape that I could see in my mind in 45 minutes, that covers an awful lot of things. I just I just like to fly, and uh, from uh, from learning how to do all these composite techniques over 28 years, I've devoted a lot of time to greenhouse manufacture, and also uh, hydroponic and aquaponic systems. Now aquaponics seem to be all the rage um, presently, like any any new thing. But uh, uh, they tend to be a little problematic for for people not understanding what they're doing or what they're getting into. And uh, uh, hydroponics would be pretty close to the same kind of setups. You use the same air pumps and the same water pumps. You use the the lights if you're an indoor grower, Uh, like a greenhouse would be considered indoor growing. And uh, um, I've come up with a lot of different, um, different solutions using the composites for shapes for the roots of the plants to maximize their size and uh, fruiting or vegetable uh, production. Now, of course, all these are organic. Yeah, yeah. There's only two components that I, that I well, three components that I actually use um, when uh, promoting food production. One is uh, worm castings, and uh, a, a great friend of mine, he runs a worm farm up here um, from called Yelm, Yelm Worms, and... Um, he has uh, six rows, excuse me, six bins of, uh, it used to be a mushroom farm, and they converted it over to a worm farm. And so the bins are 30 feet across by 80 feet long, and he has two rows that are roughly six foot high by 10 to 12 foot at the base wide. And uh, he makes all these earthworm castings using um, uh, or, or, uh, certified organic dairy cattle manure. So that means no inoculations and no pathogens in the cows. And so when their poop gets used, the manure itself gets used to uh, feed the worms, 
that is, uh, 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 what is it called, direct transmutation. So when they poop, the worms eat it, they poop, it goes into our, into our vegetables and, and fruits, and then we eat it, and so it's been passed, passed by three times. So it's a, it's a closed-loop cycle. And when you don't introduce any kind of, you know, pathogens or inoculations, um, then you have an organic setup. Well, you know, we're we're a little ahead of ourselves because people are a lot of people are like, um, well, why do I need to eat all organic? Why can't I just, you know, eat the fruits and vegetables that are grown? What's wrong with them? And and I think we need to explain what is wrong with our food supply. Maybe we could hit a checklist on that. Um, you know, okay, well, first foremost, GMO is just one part of it, really. And we can explain what that is. Um, sure. Here, I have a definition from Jeffrey Smith, just for all who, who are a little confused uh, about what genetically modified organisms are. Uh, genetically modified organisms, genetically engineered foods, transgenics, these all refer to the process of taking a gene or genes from one species and forcing it into the DNA of other species. So that's what's going on with our seeds right now and our foods, and we can explain later. But the the reason for organics and systems like you're creating uh, is, you know, there's other problems with the food supply, you know, um, like pesticides, herbicides, all that good stuff, right? Sure. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's actually uh, uh, considered conventional agriculture. And conventional mm-hmm. agriculture is crop dusting and and uh, using various uh, insecticides, pesticides, things of that nature. But what what that actually does is it weakens the soil base, um, promotes uh, other heavy uh, what they would consider inert substances inside of the soil that would not naturally uh, occur uh, there in that soil base. And so through transmutation or uptake of the roots, they the, the plants pull that up into their into themselves, produce the fruit. And then we eat it, and then guess what? That same crap is deposited in our bodies, and then you have a whole host of problems right from that that point. Well, I know um, I know most of the corn and soy, and soy is just about in everything. If you look at a label, corn mm-hmm. too, but I think soy even more is mm-hmm. just about. I mean everything. I picked up um, horseradish and and I looked at the label and there was soy in it. I'm thinking, why? Why is there soy in this? But anyway, um, well, soy, soy is a soy like corn is a, is a cheap inert filler, and uh, um, you know it's it's like wheat. Why is why why is there so much you know gluten substance or even what's the what's the gelatinous stuff they like to use as an anti-caking agent? Um, it's in a lot of different foods too to make it make it sick. But you know it's all under the guise of a totally you know bunch of names, and it's not GMO. It's actually MSG. <laughs> okay, so you're. Oh, yeah. you're so you're dealing with uh, with a, a preservative, okay, um, a, a silicate preservative, which uh, is gelatinous. And so it takes extra space of the natural occurring food that you, you know, if you buy, okay, let's put it this way. If I buy an apple from you and and I, I dehydrate it, well, guess what? That apple just shrunk down to, you know, apple chips and things of that nature because it lost 97% of its water weight, Okay. So if you can if you can have a concentrate of an apple in in these little these uh, you know dried apple chips, 
you're still getting the same amount of nutrients, just minus the water weight. Well, what these guys do is they take out the stuff inside of the, the actual uh, food stocks themselves and replace it with something that's even cheaper. And then mm-hmm. once that happens, and it's an unnatural occurring agent inside of f- uh, food and vegetables, um, you know, we are once again taking it into our bodies. And uh, it's it's been said that, yeah, you can be full, but you're starving. Right, the, the lack of nutrients. Well, well Donna, let, let me jump in here because just listening to y'all, um, I mean, you and I can verify, I mean, it's organic. Organic growing, these organic farms are getting more popular. There's probably 10 organic farms within a 25, 30 mile radius of where we're living. We've, we've already been to a couple. But this conventional agriculture is not going to change. Uh, I mean, in the aspect that we're talking, because we're talking about, you know, feeding millions and millions of people. So conventional agriculture isn't going to change. So uh the food in the truck stops all the food you know our food supply the gmos are there these uh pesticides insecticides are there but if conventional agriculture isn't going to change where do we go well i think i think um just from talking to kevin he has some great solutions on this but i believe and 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 kevin help me out here um i believe until there's uh, a problem until people admit there's a problem then then it's not going to change when enough people realize that there's a problem and they just don't look at the TV commercials you know with the the great food that they see and oh yeah I love that and all the fast food restaurants and the convenience of them um I, and I hate to say it but until more people get sick and 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 I I hope that that doesn't happen that people you know get on the ball for it but I don't see it changing uh, especially if you've got um and I know and you wanted to talk about this especially if you have people uh going from from private enterprise corporations to the FDA and back and forth um then these laws and these labels to alert people aren't aren't going to change do you want to take off on that yeah well what what you just described was uh lobbyists you know when the supreme court um allowed lobbyists to directly contribute funds to politicians coffers um that i think somewhere there was a law that had been written years ago that you know hey that that's called bribery you know you, you can't bribe a politician and these guys do this day in and day out and so what does Obama do? He he actually gives the the main lobbyist of G, of of, uh, of Monsanto uh, uh, to the to the FDA. So he's got three GM uh, I keep saying GMOs, uh, three Monsanto execs as as chief lobbyists, and now they're running the Federal Drug Administration. So right. of course they're, you know, they, their interests lie in in that company, okay, that pr- provides them you know a living and, and profit and things of that nature in a, in a very large scale. And so of course they're gonna they're gonna hook all their buddies up and you know uh, keep it as close as as possible. But it's in direct violation with a number of laws that have been passed. And then the Supreme Court turns around and and teacattles the whole thing and goes, oh no, we're gonna do it this way now and allows this to actually happen. And, and the minute that happened, um, 
more and more diseases and afflictions became prevalent within young people, such as, uh, you know, your gluten intolerance. All of a sudden, you're, you're dairy intolerant. You can't even do this. You can't even do that, which, you know, spawns a whole new industry of, of uh, uh, food stocks that are claiming to, to be gluten-free or dairy-free or, you know, that, those type of things. And it's a spinoff. So in, it, if you want to call that part of the free market economy, that's, that's fine and dandy, but it never had to be. Okay, so like when my parents and your parents were growing up and 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 stuff, and they and and we have you know buzzwords like whole foods, whole food diets, things of that nature. It was just food to them because they grew it themselves. Right. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have buzzwords. You know, it's like here, you want some cauliflower? Here, you know, cut it off the stalk, cut it down to what you want to eat and eat it. Done. And you know, there was a lot less health issues back in those days because people took the time and the pride to actually till the soil, work it with their hands, get enjoyment from growing their own foods. And I would like to see a renaissance of that, of course, uh, small scale to each family. And I've come up with solutions to actually do that. I mean, we can grow plants and vegetables at two inches a day. I mean, you can sit there and watch them grow. It's crazy to watch this everything, and you can have you know turn cycles of anywhere from uh, uh, what is it six weeks to uh, nine and a half weeks from seed to plate. In, in well, small- people are probably wondering why why did we uh, why did we bring up even Monsanto? Like that just kind of came out out of the blue. Well, part of it well, is um, they're the, the major. They're the main folks. They're they're the ones responsible for you know for this heinous uh, kind of kind of BS um, that uh, you know they're not asking us permission to poison our food. They're just doing it. We're just their lab rats. And you know I mean even even your own government likes to trick you into signing some kind of goofy contract. I mean they ask you and then they trick you and then you go okay it works. And then off you go and then you, then you then you've got a reel from it and this. But these guys, they don't, they don't ask at all, and they, and they, and they won't. They, they just, uh, they want to put all this crap into your food, genetically modified by using uh, RGBH, you know, uh, recombinant growth or bovine growth hormone. That's uh, in the milk. That's in the cows. Um, in the cows. And it's in the dairy. That's, that's right. But if you if you take a, a, a cow that's been inoculated. With something with a with a steroid that pumps them up to make bigger you know bigger steaks out of them okay at your butcher shop, well then you've altered the cow, and so right. by taking that same uh, RBGH uh, uh, type of hormone and its DNA strands and such like that, and then you put that inside of a a, a different critter altogether, which is say broccoli or cauliflower or corn, okay, now you're getting uh, two and three size times size of the yield per 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 stock per per uh, per plant and that was that and and that's why monsanto is is uh they they truly feel like they're doing good for humankind okay but unfortunately most of these guys are just compartmentalized not knowing what the other hand is doing right well and another thing these same cows were not only are they being injected uh with the antibiotics mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Themselves is causing problems, and that's yeah, can uh, on your deficiencies and things of that nature. Absolutely, it, it and then the they're on top of that. They're eating the grain that uh, is genetically Demo. modified, the that's soy, right. corn. So the they're getting like a triple whammy. Uh, you know, the dairy, the meat on them. I mean, the whole nine yards. So 
uh, I mean, I don't even eat beef. Um, I haven't bought any organic beef, so I just stay totally away from it. Actually, I just eat wild fish and um, and chicken, and I try to get the chicken. Uh, Donna, you want to? We have um, quite a few. You want to grab some callers? Yeah, Kevin, you want to take some callers? Sure, why not? Yeah, let's grab some callers. We're still kind of early in the show. We'll go to Illinois, and then we'll go to Missouri. But um, let's grab some here. They've been holding on. So Illinois, area code 618. Uh, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hello, Alan, Donna, and Mike. This is Shelly. Hey, Shelly. Uh, hey. Now, Mike, uh, one of the, well, actually, I'll just throw it out there. One of the things uh, I've I've been sitting here kicking around in my head is, they're not looking at the long-term ramifications of human consumption of these of these uh, alterations that they're doing to the animals and plants. Uh, and then when you know, then there when there's a prevalence of multiple types of diseases and a major increase in ailments, they like to redirect the public's attention elsewhere as sure. to what cause. Yeah, it's called bait and switch. Right. I I. You know, I grew up uh, in a in a so-called contaminated area. I'm what they call a dioxin baby. Oh, so uh, you're like Love Canal area? <laughs> yeah, Times Beach, uh, Missouri, was closed down in the early 80s due to dioxin contamination. Oh, so I got to the Merrimack River, the fish, and all that other stuff. And um, But I've noticed over the years an increase in my food allergies uh, and of course, uh, like Donna said, I you know I have you know fibromyalgia. I was rheumatoid arthritis. You know, had cataracts. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have a disorder that they don't even have a name for it yet. It mimics MS, oh, and they know they don't know what causes these things. Uh, they figure that some of it is congenital. That you know, well, my arthritis, I was born with it, but it's exacerbated. I think because of diet. Uh, and of course, I'm allergic to soy, and uh, and and I'm starting to develop uh, dairy allergies. And I think it's because the poor animals are being fed the soy, so therefore I'm taking it in. <laughs> sure. Well, right. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. It's transmutation. You're 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 absorbing, you know, uh, altered nutrients from multiple sources. And now, what your your experience is called cumulative effect, meaning right. that. Now, if you're to, you know, well, then you you understand what cumulative effect is. Yes, I do. Yes. And 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 to get to your first question or your first statement was it's it's, uh, uh, you know, they haven't taken a look at the long run of you know what's to come down the road. Quite frankly, is because they don't care. Because the bottom line means, uh, you know, produce something now, and then use it as a you know as a uh, uh, oh, what do you what do you call them. Uh, they are. Uh, oh shoot. <laughs> um, you know, I think you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Um, now, as drivers, it's hard for us to encounter organic foods all, as much as what we would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the truck stops, we try to. You know, they're now. You know, we've been pushing for healthier meals, healthier. You know, selections within the store. But you know, of course, all that stuff is. Tainted. So, and even when you go into the grocery store, stuff will say organic, but then when you start looking at the fine print. (laughs) Yeah, the fine print, yes. 
Well, I, you know, and that's that's a, something I'd like to touch on. I mean, I was under the impression that if it says organic, and I think I asked, um, uh, what, is his name Dr. Howard Allen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Doc Howard Fisher. Oh, Dr. Fisher. Okay. On our last show, if it says organic, does that mean that it, A, doesn't come from a genetically modified seed, or uh, has any additives, or if it's meat that the that the cow or the or the pig or the chicken uh, was fed non genetically modified food. In other words, it's grass fed and not grain fed. And if it is grain fed, it's grain fed with non GMOs. Um, you know, so I'm under the impression that organic means totally organic, and I don't know how they can get away from that. But well. What they're doing, Donna, is that they're they're actually they're not following the closed loop cycle, meaning they're not monitoring, you know, all the inputs into the food stocks, whether it be meat or vegetables. And, well, there's uh, also what they call an acceptable level. Well, heck, there's a there's an acceptable level of rat crap inside of your peanut butter. <laughs> you know, point three zero percent or whatever the heck it is. And you know, I I grew on peanut butter. I love that stuff, but, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out over a little bit of rat turd. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, they they really should. Um, any what I found and the and the circles that I run in uh, across the country and and a number of places in the world that I I do business with and 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 help people. Okay, um, they are into closed loop and they're very proud of being organic. Some of them are almost militant about it because you know they they look down they you know look down on their nose to you if you don't understand what organic means it, it it's like it's it's their which it is it's their right okay to eat good grow their own and and uh, be healthy and happy and i think a, a lot of this has been taken out of and and a lot of deception a lot of deceptive practices are in in the marketing and the selling of particular kinds of food and if somebody was ignorant that they didn't know that the whole if they didn't go to the farm and check out the stuff that they're going to buy that's on them and then they turn around and sell it then that's on us because we didn't do the research on them it's called due diligence right like i i'll give you an example i i went to buy some eggs and it said organic on them and when i read it it said grain-fed chickens and i thought well how could this be organic if the grain if they're eating grain I mean, does that mean you're using organic uh, grain? I mean, okay. and, and I was questionable on it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to pay the 4.25 for the dozen eggs if they weren't really organic. So I don't know how. What do they mean? Answer that one for me, if you could. Does that mean their grain is organic, uh, Kevin? Or or well, can let, they? Well, let, once again, let's hope. That, that they are in the due diligence that you do on the on the chicken farmers or whatever you know products that they're putting out, it's up to the individual and the consumer to find out um, you know what these guys are doing. So, so let's just put it this way: I won't shop at Walmart because I know that they they produce GMO crops because they're in in line with Berkshire Hathaway, which is with Conagra, which is Monsanto, which is a group, a whole mess. Of, of different outfits that will not compete with each other because their their bottom line is intertwined. 
Does that make um, sense? Okay. So you're saying then that it's possible that they're putting organic on it and they're still feeding the the, the chickens the GMO grain. Uh, is that what you're saying? A possibility because it's it's within their budget. See, a lot of, a lot of times people will, will, will take a, like, I, I like to give examples. I can buy I can buy fiberglass materials for my composite if I want to build an airplane. I can buy materials from Mexico or I can buy it from the US. Owens Corning, okay? Or I can buy some off-brand down in Mexico which is exactly the same stuff, come from the same beach cuz beach sand is silica which is fiberglass, okay? And then they heat it up and they extrude it into these small small little tiny strands of hairs. Well, it comes from the same Bahamian island that has this beautiful white beach. But because it's Mexican compared to Owens Corning American, there you go. Am I getting a less or a substandard product? No. I'm I'm going to be checking on the manufacturer to make sure that their specs meet the same specs as Owens Corning because that's what the specifications call for, such as, uh, say, flexoral or tensile strength of the wings that I'm going to be flying on. <laughs> okay? I want to make sure those things stay together. And it's the, it's the same thing as, as if you were going to check out a farm um, or a dairy dairy outfit or, or any food place. As long as you know what goes in and, and, and is repeated in that cycle, then it becomes part of their bottom line and their budget. So that's how the, that's their operating. That's how they operate as a business. And it should be in their, their, uh, um, their motto or their uh, – What's the dang thing that they call it? What they, you know, they they say, well, because of this, we're going to do that, and blah blah blah. So their mission statement, and if they're true to their word and their mission statement, and they're operating inside of, of uh, you know, an honorable position, then they're not going to change. They're going to give you exactly what you paid for, which is that four dollar and twenty nine cent organic eggs. Right, right, and you know, but I just couldn't. I mean. Something just didn't sit right with me, and and I just uh, – I'd have to call up the number on the box, literally, and ask them um, before I – Yeah, you should. And and, and every every, every consumer should do that. I mean, and if you bombard these companies that are producing large amounts of food, right, then your concern is well noted with these guys because you don't have to choose them. You can choose somebody else. Right. That sends a a, a big message. Let me nope. jump in here real quick. Uh, Shelly, did you have anything else? We wanted to give you the time you needed. Uh, no, no, that's fine. I, I just good. wanted to address Shelly uh, with, with an answer to the long-term effects. Uh, this question was, was asked to um, Jeffrey Smith, and, and I hope everybody who's listening will just type in Google Jeffrey Smith, and you can put the word Monsanto, you could put the word GMO next to his name, whatever you want to do in your Google search, and you're going to get a, a, a big list of uh, articles. Um, he's pretty much, I guess, the guru of um, GMOs. But somebody asked him that question. Um, you know, what do they believe? That, do they do, do these people really believe that GMOs pose no threat to humans? And his answer was. FDA scientists wrote numerous memos describing the unique dangers of genetically engineered foods, including allergens, toxins, and new diseases. They had urged superiors to require long-term studies before the foods were eaten by the public. These concerns, however, were entirely ignored 
by the political appointee in charge of the policy of the FDA, who was uh, Michael Taylor, Monsanto's former attorney. Um, and and this, this is a quote from uh, Jeffrey Smith. His policy falsely claimed that the agency was unaware of any substantial differences in the GMOs and on that fictitious basis declared that safety tests and labeling were not needed. Uh, Mr. Taylor then became Monsanto's vice president and is back now uh, as the FD, in the FDA as the food czar. So if that helps you understand uh, a little better. Yep. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, whoops. Didn't mean to cut her off. Let me pull her back up here. Uh, go ahead, Shelly. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was saying yep, and I'm saying while I'm while I'm sitting here shaking my head, you know, oh. it, it, it's, oh. it's pathetic and it's sad. It's frustrating for the consumer and for an individual who's trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Well, hey, Shelly, look at it. Look at it this way too. That this is just the tip of the spear, meaning oh. that there's so much more to go, and we're just now seeing uh, dairy gluten intolerance, blah blah blah, autoimmunes, of, you know, and different types of things that are coming out in kids. Now, when they get to their reproductive ages and and also their their into their work life and such, what kind of health are they going to have as they get older? Well, that and uh, one of the things, a lot of these additives, you know, uh, like soy and everything else, is they put it in the food and then, then they, you know, uh, to make it spread farther and they could sell it cheaper, they can sell more of it. So, therefore, you know, uh, that kind of targets the, you know, the working class and the poorer people who don't have the money to go out and buy $5 carton of eggs or, you know, such. Sure, sure, exactly, and it 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 forces people to eat crappy. Yep. And which or is, to eat less. <laughs> or eat eat less. Instead of have two eggs for breakfast, you have one. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go to uh, thank thank Shelley. We'll go to uh, a caller in Missouri, and then I'll I'll have a few comments from the chat room, and I'll play devil advocates to those comments here in a minute, but. Uh, uh, caller from Missouri, area code 573. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Oh, Good evening. Are you there? Yeah. You're from uh, area code 573. Go ahead. Yes. Alan, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Hey. Good evening, Alan and Donna and Mike. I got a Kevin, question. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay. Here's. Here's one of my – got about three questions. One of them, do, do you all know about a thing called the Rockefeller Takeover Dictatorship that's trying to go through the White, the White House right now? Um, as for uh, the Rockefeller type, uh, the family Rockefellers? No. It, it, that's, it's just what it's called. It's a bill that's trying to get passed through the White House to keep people from growing small gardens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They called that, uh, what was that, Senate Bill 3211 or something back in the day? They just renamed it again? I I guess that's it. Uh, I I just kind of got a glimpse over reading a few articles today. And uh, what what impressed me so much about it is how they're going to – they're even so concerned about people growing their own little gardens in the backyard to – to supply, you know, little restaurants and, and truck stops and people 
with with uh, organic food that they're going to pass along to stop that? Well, first and foremost, you know, uh, I think laws need to be passed by those, uh, our constituents or our, our senators and congressmen. It's not just an automatic thing, and it takes uh, 60%, two-thirds of the vote to, to make this happen. This this bill uh, has been renamed at least two or three times, to my knowledge, and every time that it even comes up in, in its various guises, people get pissed off, and they go, no, you touch it, you're out of here. And we will prosecute you to the letter of the law for taking this out on our bodies without our consent. If you don't like it, get out of the Congress. Or we'll fire you, and then we will incarcerate you, and you can rot. Yeah, because I think that's been up a couple of times, but it's always, it's always been shot down. Yes, yeah, it's always been shot down because it's, it's, it goes to the very basic need of people and happiness. And uh, what is that, uh, the Third Amendment? <laughs> I mean, freedom of speech, right. gun rights, and then the Third Amendment is, uh, you know, uh, healthy, happy lives uh, with no government intervention. So okay. I would, I, I, I hopefully that, that uh, anyway, you had another question as well, or you had two more? Yes, sir. Well, to back up what you're saying there, I understand what you're saying, Congress cut it down. But, you know, from what I read, right now in the farming industry, Monsanto owns over 90% of the seed that's being planted today in the United States. Right. And then if, if anybody tries to use their own seed or have a cleaner to come in, they'll either come in and try to sue that guy who's cleaning. Like, for instance, a guy right now in Indiana who went around cleaning about three farmers' fields mm-hmm. is, being, is being sued, and he's done spent over $24,000, and he's not even gotten court yet. Yeah, it, uh, with Monsanto, that's that's one of their favorite tactics is to go ahead and get you into the court system, suck you dry of every kind of resource, cash re- resource that you have, and from that point you're left defenseless. And they also do that with uh, either natural or man-made disasters. I don't know how how deep you go into conspiracy theories and things of that nature, but there's uh, you know if Missouri gets swamped out again and the and the tide rises and the and you know the rivers back up and you have massive amounts of land that now farmers can't even pay their own bills because their crops have been decimated, then guess who comes in and, and buys it up on short sale? Monsanto, and then they then they ruin the soil themselves. Even after the big Dust Bowl thing in the 1930s, okay, which all the topsoil got blown away because there was nothing left to live around there to hold the soil together, they will impregnate that soil with their uh, Roundup, Ready, this, that, and the other, and start playing around with other things that they're, you know, they're messing with, and ruin that soil altogether. And the only way to, to get past that is to put more soil on top of bad soil and let it leach further down in into the strata. Okay, I <laughs> heard your phone there, Donna. Okay, hey, caller, uh, what, what's your name? My name's Alan. Alan, okay, I didn't want to keep calling you caller. But, uh, uh, remember how, Alan? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really easy to find uh, find these uh, issues that farmers are, are facing with Monsanto, their public records, and all one has to do is a Google search. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's pretty easy to find. What, what's your third uh, third question? Well, the, the, he kind of answered it just, just then, but was the big thing about Monsanto when they were using their seeds and their, uh, uh, they would contaminate the other farmer's land and do a takeover of it, you know, oh, and yeah. 
Yeah, a, a, a good friend of mine, um, uh, uh, Todd McKissick, in, and he worked for uh, Nebraska Education Unit at uh, uh, the college in Beatrice. And they had the same problem to where they had some of the, the GMO crops, the seeds, uh, by whatever methods they were delivering or, or broadcasting, uh, the seeds to the to the land would get onto another farmer's field, and then these guys in their little black suits and black hats and this that and the other would go in and jump on somebody's private land and then test for those materials that on that land and claim it for their own. And that's where you're talking about is is how they they intentionally seeded somebody else's crop across the road, across the fence line, private, and then they claim injury which is almost like a, a tort claim or a, a personal injury complaint. Um, and then they went after those people, locking them up in the court, sucking their, their cash resources dry, and everybody left pretty hurt over the whole thing and uh, gained nothing but Monsanto still stayed put. Well, that's only because they have the, the, the full blessings of the U.S. government. And I think we all know what's going on with our U.S. government presently, and it's probably not a good conversation for me to jump into. I don't have anything good to say about it. So, uh, <clears throat> but uh, you're, you're right. And they have th this particular kind of practice has been going on for, oh, coming up on, what, 15 years now? So, um, if these guys even get on your property, just, you know, it's either rock salt or buckshot. Yeah, but isn't the reason that they can do this is because Congress and the White House allowed them to yeah. take ownership of the seed and right, and and through their through their negligence, they they put that on somebody else's land. Okay, so 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 they they cry foul that you know say you or I are are in in cahoots on say you know 100 acres somewhere, and some of their crops get on on our side of the fence. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is you know because that is so close to proximity of what they're doing. I want to put up a little bigger wall or even a catch-all type of uh, a membrane of sorts that would go, you know, 100 acres one direction and keep their stuff out and not allow them in nor to even let them see what kind of things that I'm doing on, you know, our property. And uh, they they tend to they, – they step out of their bounds a little bit too much. I think that if, if this country locked up the court system a little bit more with what's called a tort, okay, meaning personal injury that, you know, claiming that, hey, you damaged me out of life, the liberty, uh, property, this, that, and the other, then these small claims, okay, which require no judges whatsoever, you can claim anything you want against Monsanto, okay, and then to enforce it, that's when they you take it into a court system, and if they don't answer your thing 30, 40, 60 days worth, then you can go individually after each one of those executives, and take every bit of money they could ever produce for the rest of their life for screwing you up. But right now, that's not happening. No, a lot of people are afraid because the the, the backing is with with the government. The government's backing them up, and uh, you know, we as Americans, we need to take control of our government. Drop the. Uh, I feel that we need to dump them by about eighty percent of their numbers, their total numbers. There's so many different government agencies and this, that, and the other, and nothing is performance-driven whatsoever. So they, they make an average of, what, $90,000 a year coming into the, you know, coming right into the, the new thing and uh, into their new job. They get uh, uh, brainwashed by the, by the people around them. I mean, you can – it's the same thing. It's why, why, do you, why do you see a road construction outfit? One guy's got the shovel and everybody else is standing around. 
Well, you know, it's real interesting. Uh, and Alan, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, I've never told I've never told anybody this. I never even told Donna, but I I wrote a I mean, she, I mean, they know about this. I wrote a post, uh, I don't know, about a year or so ago, Donna, about Monsanto. I think I called it the Killing Fields of Monsanto on AskTheTrucker.com. Yeah. And it was one of our biggest, biggest posts. I forget how many hundreds of people um, shared it and everything. But I contacted a friend of mine in Oklahoma who's a, a third-generation farmer at that time. And I uh, was talking to him and catching up with him and saying, hey, come on the show and we'll talk about, you know, farming and, and all these problems and everything. And, oh, he was all excited and ready to do it and everything. And I said, yeah, I want, I want you to talk about Monsanto and, and what's going on with that. And when I said Monsanto, he dropped me like a lead pipe. There was no way he was going to – I mean, he was, like, scared. He just was not going to – to talk about that, and uh, I never, I never got him on the show, Donna. He, I, I mentioned Monsanto, and that was it. Wow. I mean, he said, he said, uh, you know, they'll take my farm away. I mean, I think this is a fear that a lot of farmers are seeing. Sure, That's sure. Yeah. I just uh, wanted, you know, I mean, it's it's more of a shock and awe campaign, um, where they 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 use brutal force right off the bat with a bunch of their goons coming and they're parading as the law. And so right off the bat, you're you're thinking that oh, I have to submit to these 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 folks because you know it's authority figures. Um, a lot of people are waking up to to finding out that if they don't submit and they fight back, right, it's just a, a time bomb. It just takes a little bit longer to go boom. And because it's set up through the government and they have the full support of these guys, uh, these criminal, you know, it's a criminal enterprise is what it really is. So I mean, don't let's let's make sure that's that's abundantly clear. Uh, you know, they're going to do any kind of dirty little tactic they can to to get as much of the share or stock in the land to produce this crappy food to kill off our own people, which overall is is in, in the the long and the short of it, it's called Agenda 21. And Agenda 21 was uh, as the pinings and the beginnings of uh, from Jacques Cousteau in 1977 as he wrote a huge paper stating that at a certain time in, in human evolution and on this planet, we will no longer be able to be sustainable, which means that we're on a downhill slide. We can't recover unless our population base is decreased exponentially. Well, it's interesting to bring that up and that's uh, another topic, but I'm actually working on a future show uh, about Agenda 21. But to to, to bring this back around to uh, drivers and the industry and a, a, a couple comments in the chat from Jason, uh, and I'm going to play a little devil advocates here, but, I mean, he made a couple good points, uh, you know, when we're talking about this GMO and this food supply and, and the you know, the food supply drivers have and really everybody have when out on the road. But, uh, I mean, one thing he brought up, you know, drivers can, you know, grow their own fruits and vegetables at home, but, you know, playing devil advocate here, the drivers are always gone. And another thing he brought up is shopping at um, uh, these food markets, which, you know, many will have, uh, you know, their organic foods like Donna's and everything's talking about. But, again, devil advocates uh, when we talk about these truck stops and their food supply and their suppliers, I mean, Donna, I can't see truck stop chains suddenly 
changing their supply their food suppliers to um, uh, organic food markets. Well, I think um, you know, as uh, as everybody knows, um, Pilot was our sponsor of the convention last year, our, our major platinum sponsor. And uh, speaking with them, I do know that um, uh, they're very concerned about the the health of drivers, and they're always looking. Uh, for different ways to improve that, uh, so which they have. I mean, you were talking to Pilot just a few days ago, and uh, one thing that they're seeing in uh, some of the Pilot locations, uh, and Donna, we saw it too, was the um, the new uh, salad uh, soup and salad bar they're putting out. Right, and so I think you know, as more feedback comes in from the drivers and and what they're looking for. Um, I, I I know they're actively seeking through uh, very active social media questions, um, surveys, and things like that to see what they want. So we're real pleased with with all that. Um, now I know you have a few um, ideas, Kevin, to help drivers that could help drivers that maybe some of these truck stops could incorporate. Uh, maybe you could expand a little bit on that and try to explain how that may be able to um, help drivers. Sure, sure. Well, what it comes down to is, like, um, I was approached by um, the son of a a very strong uh, an executive from Kroger, which uh, Kroger is uh, um, is uh, like who is who really. Um, this is a their conglomerate. Um, Fred Myers. I don't know if you've heard of Fred Meyer. They're kind of a chain here in the Northwest. And Kroger's part of them, and I think they extend as far as Utah. So anyway, um, the, uh, the son came to me because his dad is part of the R&D, and they are heavy duty into organic fruits and vegetables. And so he came to me and goes, well, how can we set up an on-site, on-demand food production system inside of the store, kind of a U-pick. And I went, that's easy. Let's put it on a carousel. So, you know, we can we can blast this thing out, blast any kind of fruit or vegetables to achieve the growth ratios that we need at two inches a day at 110,000 lumens of light or units of light, okay, and, and, and basically turn every plant into a mechanical pump to reach its, its full potential. And then just carousel it, turn it around, you know, 180 degrees, and pick the fruits and vegetables on site, on hand, fresh. Boom, done. And then just roll the thing back around and replant. And 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 I've talked to a number of different outfits in uh, New York City where they like rooftop growing. So they're kind of an eclectic, uh, you know, esoteric little place that likes, uh, you know, they want to have the, the freshest organic fruits and vegetables and such. And so we've been talking to those people as well. Um, if the, the the pilots and the other truck stops would like uh, to basically just get into uh, uh, hydroponic or aquaponic type of or even soil medium growth, um, it's fully organic because there's only one place that I get my soil, and I brew the teas out of that soil, which is the worm castings from Yelm Worms. And um, uh, I know what goes into where where it comes from. I've been I've been to the dairy farm several times picking up cow manure. <laughs> okay, I've met the farmer that that raises these guys. But if if any any truck stop outfit would like to bring forward the uh, organic growing on site. 
Well, then we can help them out, and it would help their bottom line, uh, you know, for the long term. It's 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 about you know like a slow money movement. It's about getting things right, done the first time, and then continuing the cycle, replicating the cycle. Well, have you have you approached? I take it you haven't approached any of the truck stop chains on this idea. No, no, actually, uh, I, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty. Normally, I'm a pretty busy guy. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting. Uh, I also have a. I, I do another thing with with the composites. I, 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 uh, getting ready to build homes. Okay, out of Adobe, but we precast the homes uh, using molds, and then we pre-wire and and pre-plumb them. And uh, uh, they come together as a panel system, and we're putting together a, a, a setup for about what 2,000 square foot of home for $25,000. You can't do that anywhere else. But all you have to do is buy the land and use the mud that's on your land to build your house. Well, let me ask you again. I mean, I, I linked your name in the show description up to your LinkedIn account. I mean, do you do you have a, a website? Uh, well, I'm currently being bought out by another company. It's actually a South African company that uh, they're here in the United States, and we're we're merging. And so I've I've pretty much closed everything down that I've I've done with in the past, and and bringing this new uh, intellectual property and technologies towards uh, the benefit of this merger. So presently, I don't have anything. Normally, I do, but presently, I don't. Okay, so Donna, what I'm hearing is a. Uh, the uh, approaching these truck stop chains for like having a their like own plot their own agricultural plot. I don't know. Can you explain that a little more? You know, in a little more detail for for, for our listeners. Sure, absolutely. It doesn't take much to grow. Okay, um, there's vertical growing and horizontal growing. Okay, so if you're you're vining plants, strawberries, things of that nature, you can go vertical with them, and you can run the same setups, aquaponics or or uh, hydroponics. And what that means is irrigation drip for the feed mechanism, and then um, uh, a vatting system to where you highly oxygenate the water, like in a fish tank. You just throw bubbles at it so the water never is is stagnant. And when you mix the two 50-50 together, roots need just as much air as they need water. That's, uh, that's kind of how they travel is they follow the, 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 the air trail through the dirt. And then that's because of the water leached down and left that trail. And so they get both, both of those things. Um, it doesn't take much space. You're probably talking about maybe 200 square foot, a 10 by 20 area. And you can, uh, you can pump out every 10 days. You can take... Take your uh, uh, your crops and uh, collect them, and then replant right after it. Or have a cloning setup to where you can get uh, on your fifth day, take a cutting from the, the plant that you're going to harvest, and restart the cycle. And then now you're into a five-day cycle of growth. Okay, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Donna. We've been to some restaurants that have done this. You remember? Uh, it's been a while back, but some we went to one restaurant. And uh, I forget what you ordered, but we watched them walk walk through a door and, and walk through this enclosure, and actually visually saw them uh, picking the fresh vegetables that you were about to eat. You remember that? About how long ago was that? Oh, it's been a while, maybe a year ago. But I've, there there are some restaurants. I have seen some restaurants that kind of have this system. So basically, Kevin, uh, these truck stop chains that are just shelling out. You know, tons of food on a daily basis right. uh, could could see uh, 
a, a good rise in their profits and, and savings for a Right, as well as customer satisfaction, which means your customers are coming back to pay you more money for the same, you know, for the thing that they had. So it's it's a it's once again it's it's a what's considered a closed loop type of setup where uh uh you're giving and and selling these items uh that is in high demand and also because of its nature of how it was grown is uh is going to be considerably higher in nutritional value um you know giving your body that much more extra oomph um upon absorption and and all that um yeah it's it 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 works out for everybody and it's it 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 allows the the truck stops instead of being so industrial okay um you know with all the diesel smells and the you know the grease and the this that and the other it brings him back closer to the to more of a a farm home environment and and because of the people that you see you know on your truck route you know people you you talk to these folks you stop in to to say hi you like this person you know a waitress or a, or the cook or you know maybe the owner of the outfit you know and uh, you you stop in and and quite frankly it's nothing more than your neighbors having a good time getting together in one place and they, they you know if you can supply this kind of food um that way it'll be very well accepted and, and uh you know people will take advantage of it because that's the the trend is to move towards better health and food well now do you know of any truck stop or truck stop chain uh in this country or abroad, Europe, maybe UK, anywhere that is using this type of system? No, not yet. Not not that I know of yet. No, but you know, I mean, it would behoove them to to at least explore it. Okay, if they wanted to get a hold of you to d- explore it, how's the mm-hmm. best way for them to do that? Well, I think that uh, if, if you don't mind, I would I would like to use your services on that. I'm I'm not that hard to get a hold of. Um, but uh, especially from a referral-based type of standpoint, um, you know, you and I and Donna are, are, are just starting out and getting, getting things uh, moving forward, and uh, I would, I'd rather have you give me a referral from those, those folks. So kind of like a third-party deal, but uh, um, it would, it, that would work out. So you, in other words, just, just contact us and then we contact you or... I mean, because they can they can probably contact you direct. I could just give them your phone number. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. Is just go ahead and you know you you have a greater contact with them than than of course I do. I'm not much of a truck driver. Okay. Okay. Well, we can do that if they're interested. They can contact us, and we'll pass it on to you because it's real interesting now to play um, to play devil advocate here again. I like playing devil advocate if you haven't figured that out yet, but you're right in the middle. Uh, it's always fun. <laughs> I mean, I can see this being feasible, and and I like I said, I, I mean, I I've seen restaurants that have this uh, similar system set up, but mm-hmm. what I see in this is a change of habit. I mean, tr- you know, these truck stops they they've been doing it one way for so many years. You know, they get their supplies from this supplier. And uh, they they probably operate. I'm sure they operate on a, a very low end profit margin. So I, I I would see the major thing here not being the setup originally setting it up and getting it going, but uh, the the just getting that change of habit attitude. You see you see what I'm saying, Donna? Well, yeah, I think there's a big um, call for it too. I mean, we speak to a lot of drivers, and and let's face it, there's 
a lot of drivers, you know, they're not interested in this, and they still want to go in and and order, you know, the foods that they're used to eating, whether it be fast food, you know, or cookies, or you know, a quick bag of Twinkies, or I guess we don't have Twinkies anymore. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, they finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean, and and they're not interested, in it, and 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 that's fine. But I think the growing awareness uh, of of the of the potential problems of GMO, plus the people that are already having illnesses, and now they're realizing that it's associated to the need to eat more whole foods, and not only whole foods but organic whole foods, uh, which is a big difference. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I think this kind of um, of need supply and demand type of thing is going to increase and the biggest complaint that we hear and and I know cuz we experienced it just being on the road ourselves is how can I eat healthy when I'm on the road and it's true i mean so many people want to start their new year's resolution just eating healthy to lose weight i mean they're not even looking at all the other benefits they're get um, but it's very difficult, uh, and I know that from right, Alan. I mean, you were on the road. How difficult was it? To eat healthy. Well, I mean, again, we go back to our our food supply. I mean, the the, and I'm I'm holding up my four fingers, but I mean the our food supply. I mean, there is healthy food there if you look at the salads and all this kind of stuff. But again, I guess it's just how serious you want it i mean but you know after a you know after 14 hours of running and and putting up with shippers and receivers and all the stress and and the work that comes with otr driving uh you know it's hard for that driver to finally get out of that truck and you know been looking forward to a good meal all day and and sit down and eat a salad. I mean, they're looking at the, you know, the good hearty stuff, but I think though it's 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 more than salad. I mean, it starts out with organic vegetables and things like that. But I think as this movement takes place and moves forward and and it probably will take some time. I think we're we're talking about, you know, grass-fed beef, um, you know, eggs and the whole nine yards. But like I said, there's people that don't want it, and then even if only 20% of the drivers um, want this type of uh, lifestyle because either they're not feeling well and they know this is going to help them or they want to prevent such illnesses, um, I I think that's a a large enough uh, amount of people. You're talking about, if you're talking about 4 million drivers, active drivers, then you're talking about at 20%, 800,000 drivers. Yeah, but it's like the uh, like Alan from Missouri who pointed out. I mean, how can Kevin? How can they get around this if uh, Monsanto or such companies own control ninety percent of the seed supply? Well, okay, you so have this, your own, don't this you? This is Kevin? what I would this is what I would offer. I would I would offer this, and this is an open invitation. Anybody who's listening, um, I would I would I would set up a team. Um, you know, say we we sit down with with uh, you know uh, trucking outfits, uh, not just pilot, but whoever wants to jump on this this bandwagon. I would assemble a team for these people on a, on a contract. We would come there and service and put up the greenhouses, set up the whole thing, get it ready to go, and then train their cooks um, to be you know active. Uh, 
uh, hydroponic or uh, aquaponic farmers. And so they know exactly what's, what they're going to be cooking because they're the ones growing it. And so there's a certain amount of pride there that, that will, you know, would come as a secondary relationship to their job. And uh, because of, of our team and our commitment, you know, to, to, to uh, what we do is build greenhouses and, and, and then these mobile gardens and vertical gardens and things like that, we stand behind these products, you know. These things are going to be around for like a minimum of 25 years. Uh, they're BPA-free because I use food-grade fiberglass to build these things. And, uh, and, and so if there was ever a problem, we would basically, you know, fix it on the phone or come, come there on site and take care of it. We would, we would be the, the, uh, the custodians of, of these things to, and, and, and have this relationship with, with these truck stops and uh, provide their clients with these particular and, items. And, and Donna, uh, I... I see, I, Donna, I see another aspect of this too. I, I mean, I could see this as a as a good morale booster. I mean, you you watch these chef shows and everything. I mean, how many of these chefs love growing their own food? Oh, they love it. They love it. So I can actually see it as a as a morale booster for for the company. Oh, absolutely. And you know, with the technology that we have today, it would be a no-brainer. All you have to, and we would supply them with heirloom seed, organic seed manufacturers, aside from the 90 percenters that are out there. I know places down in Belize that are hoarding seeds right now because they're afraid that America is going to go under. Really? Seeds to, you know, regular people listening? I mean, I'd like to get some of those seeds, wouldn't you, Alan? Yeah, I'd love to have them. I just wasn't going to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, you know, at the at the Yelm Worm Farm, uh, that's all Kellen gets is is these particular types of items uh, from from seed companies that are heirloom and organics. He won't deal with anybody else. And if he sniffs any kind of impropriety or deception on the base of those, or there's a takeover, they sold the company out to a third party agency mimicking somebody else, and it turns out it's just another, you know, uh, Monsanto execs, uh, you know retirement fund and their pumps and seeds now he won't buy them he won't do it and i don't blame him because i wouldn't either uh that's what drives the market force is supply and demand and if there's no demand for that kind of crap then that supply dies well i've run into it myself and donna can verify i mean how many how many beautiful plants have i grown out in my garden donna and it was a beautiful plant but no produce i know <laughs> it's discouraging so, yeah, I'm actually I'm going through. I I save a lot of pictures um, for my own benefit, and there was I'm looking. I have a a list of seed manufacturers in this country, and I'm trying to find it right now as I'm going through my documents and my pictures. And if I can find it, that would be great. But it's the <clears throat> it might take me a while. I have a lot of pictures, <laughs> so I can I can relay that over to you in an email. Oh, that'd that, be great. So you 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 can sell those heirloom seeds. I, I can do anything I want. Yeah, sure. Well, but, I mean, I was, I'm just wondering if you had enough of them where you know you could you could sell them. I mean, I I don't know what your limits are. Um. Well, I I don't have, normally have any limits, but it, it's just what I would I would uh you know it, that would be one more thing on my plate, and my plate's pretty pretty heaping full mounding. So I would, I would I would I would rather just uh, uh, offer the location of where to get these, and you can get them online, and they can they'll send them directly to you discreetly, so the Monsanto goons aren't watching your mail, you know. 
So, well, you know, uh, I, I I found some organic seed places online, but you know, you really don't know unless you know somebody who's gone through them or anything. You really don't know for sure if they really are. So um, yeah, I no, agree. if you could do the list, that's that's really all we need. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for it right now. I'm and then you can send right. it in an email, and then we can uh, we can post it. Um, yeah. either on Ask the Trucker or on Facebook or somewhere uh, to to let people you know know that they have an alternative. Okay, now Donna, with the I'm just watching the time. We have about 40 minutes, but the um, okay until something like this, until enough people you know can make something like this happen, and and the truck stop change, you know, look at it and say, yeah, you know, maybe we can do something like this. I mean, what are the solutions for? Uh, the drivers out there now, because I mean this this is America's food supply. I mean, what where where do have, where do they go? Exactly. I think that um, they would have to do due diligence and find out who's um, selling organic food stocks. And it, hopefully, it's you know everybody's got a computer nowadays. Seems like, and maybe ninety seven percent of us do, and three percent don't. And um, uh, onboard computers on your trucks would, you know, it'd be nothing more than a simple Google map search on where uh, type in organics on your truck route and off you go to the races. It would probably be just as easy as that to find the information. But if they they, uh, they could go to a Whole Foods outlet of sorts and then... um, you know, there's refrigerators and such, and a sleeper of your of probably in your cabin as well. Am I correct? Uh, was when I was over the road. Yeah, I had a refrigerator. I mean, yeah, that's one way. I mean, they can. I mean, they can bring their own food and do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the millions and millions of drivers we're talking about, sure. uh, many don't. The only the only access to meals they have are the truck stops. Right. Um, right. Right. Well, I would go back to the to uh, which truck stops that they 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 want to uh, you know patronize. So, um, because I Donna, to... I mean, you they can still eat. I mean, they can still eat so-called healthy from the truck stop from the buffets. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can get the salads and all like that. You're not guaranteed that they're organic. And but you know, I I look at it this way. I mean, you're better off eating vegetables and fruit um, than, you know, just a whole bunch of beef and um, cheese and dairy and like that. I mean, ideally, you really need to be start uh, looking at the organic side. I can't always eat organic. I mean, you know, I'm limited over here to to what we have unless we go to that farmer's market. And if you're out, you know, you you just don't get it. I will Mm -hmm. say this, though, and I was really impressed. Our Walmart down here is Mm -hmm. getting a lot of organic uh, fruits and vegetables. And I just want to tell people listening, if you're going to eat anything organic, you're going to want to eat organic carrots and apples. And for some reason, they absorb um, a lot more uh, of pesticide. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they absorb more than any other vegetable, but from what I was told, they do. Uh, so I make sure that all our apples, and you can get those at Walmart. They ha- they sell bags of organic apples. So even something as simple as that to keep in your truck, 
um, and the carrots. I mean, the other day, what did they have? They had squash, organic, cauliflower, broccoli, uh, pears. Um, I mean, really, I was I was quite impressed with what they had, more so than the regular grocery store uh, in town where we live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with the uh, with the trucker lifestyle, uh, and again, you know these uh, the person is going to the the individual is going to have to want it though, Donna. Right. You know, so. Um, well, that's what I said. You know, a lot of people aren't there yet, and that's okay. But unfortunately, the sicker people get, and then they start looking into why they're sick. I mean, and and that's what I was saying before. I hate for it to come to that, you know. I mean, um, if we could prevent being sick, but before they do that, they have to believe that that's the reason that, uh, or one of the reasons that they are getting sick. Yeah, unfortunately, pain is learning. And uh, if you can't recall why, you know, why the burner is hot and then you still have some kind of weird scarring on your hand, (laughs) like like an element, then you didn't learn. And and so if if uh, uh, you can't make the transition, okay, to find out for yourself on what is to power your body with, you know, what what kind of foods you're going to put into your body, that uh, that paradigm shift is not going to happen for you. So you have to be very proactive, and and the the constant drumming or beating of of this, you know, organic movement, uh, you know, people's rights movement, that's all combined, you know. Quit messing with us and let us live. That's the whole thing, right there. And and that's, well, I, and I think I think there is an organic movement, just like Donna was yeah. saying about our Walmart here. I mean, I went with her last week to the to the Walmart and was looking around. And Donna, remember, I said, "Wow, they're uh, they've they've gotten a lot of organic stuff in here, more so than the previous time I was there." We're seeing these uh, uh, organic farms around here. And so I think there is some kind of some sort of movement going on. Oh, definitely. And I think I think it's going to it's going to grow exponentially also uh the awareness and people sharing the information just as we are and then the people listening sharing and then it goes on and on and of course we're not the only ones sharing it. So uh well and and there are many many drivers we know for a fact that are uh you know, beginning to raise their voices at these truck stops. You know, they're getting sick of this junk food and this bad food, and and the the chicken fried steak and gravy and mashed potatoes and gravy and all the things you love. All the things I love. It's like people say, the worst stuff for you is the stuff that tastes tastes best. But there are more and more drivers that are approaching these truck stops and the you know literally demanding better food, and that's what we've seen uh, come about uh, somewhat through a pilot uh donna we we saw that in georgia where they were introducing that soup and salad bar that i was saying so yeah, they, we're, they, we're seeing a little bit of it happening well they're very very concerned and um uh i i know just speaking with uh lindsay who's also very concerned about health and fitness and everything so i i i have very hopeful for uh truck stops to to take this on and and move forward with well, you know, Kevin, for these truck stops to get interested in this, all you got to do is talk is talk money. I mean, so do you have any like stats on uh, what they could, how they can see their profit grow if they were to do this system that you're talking about? I mean, you talk money to them and the, their ears perk up. 
Sure. Well, that would that would have to be in a proposal, and once again, you know, they'd have to uh, they'd have to make the first step in in wanting to change. And if that was the case, I would I would I would yeah I'd I'd splash them a spreadsheet that might take them by surprise on their on their bottom line what they're you know what kind of money they're gonna get in return from from you know the the regular to the ethereal meaning the the future customers uh, especially if they put we sell organic fruits and vegetables you know as food stocks in our window boom instant advertise wow. you know. And uh, or even a, even a, you know throw some more cash at it and, and put a neon sign up a green neon sign we sell organic fruits and vegetables as part of absolutely. our absolutely and that's not going to just attract dri- drivers that's going to attract that's right. a so lot of people would, now possibly you would have to increase your 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 greenhouse uh, space to uh, instead of 200 square feet you go four to six thousand square feet and using the same type of of things winter summer fall it doesn't matter what time it is. Um, growing is is really really easy, and especially with uh, using like solar or wind power. Okay, so now you you you're not creating any more electrical bills and such like that. But you did have a, a good size cash outlay for uh, power production to power your lights and your water and your air pumps. And uh, once this all comes down into a soluble spreadsheet that uh, is easily understandable or standable, excuse me, um, I don't see where they why they wouldn't. You know, it would be very. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think that's the best approach. I mean, when you talk about a business. Yeah, because uh, I mean, in the, business to make money, and that's the only way they can uh, survive. So I mean, it has to be feasible and you know affordable. I mean, no matter how much you believe in a movement, if you're not going to you know be profitable from it, it's just not appealing. You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, the long and the short of it, too, you have to consider that. Um, you know the the old buzzword, the carbon footprint has been negated because now you're you're sucking more carbon. You can actually take your your restaurant air and and run it through your greenhouses and return it as an as an environmental scrubbing agent. You can take all your dishwater and use that um, as the gray water for your for uh, partial of your water system itself. And so now you see that you're being more responsible in the in those two manu- those two ways of manufacturing uh, uh, food stocks, that you're starting to drop the bottom line is is uh, you know becoming a lot more into focus. You're staying into the black longer. You're producing more profits. You're being more socially responsible, and and people are getting healthier eating your food. So I mean it's it's a triple win type of setup, and you're offering a lesser carbon footprint. You know, I mean, that's kind of tough for a for a trucker to say that. You know, I have a low carbon footprint when you're you know you're using diesel by the by the gallons. You know, but uh, it it overall every little bit helps. Every little bit helps, and and that's part of the movement in general is because uh, you know it 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 makes everybody aware of their surroundings and what's been going on around them, which is really good. Well, the- and the thing is, I mean, people are getting more, becoming more aware of this uh, organic and this green movement, and it's not going away. I mean, it's it's. Oh, it's not going away. No. No, it's not going away, and uh, I mean, it's the future, and and these companies are always looking for, you know, ways to uh, you know become more greener and all this kind of stuff, and most importantly, they're wanting to raise that bottom line, and I and uh, again, I think that's just a good way to approach it. They may be listening to us going, wow, I mean, this guy wants to come in, put put down, you know, plot some land and build an enclosure and do this water system, and it may be overwhelming to them, but 
I mean, how overwhelming is the process, Kevin? Well, it's, it's not. I uh, the the company that is that is you know basically buying me out and bringing me into their company. Um, he studied. Uh, his name is Graham Caddy. He's a South African. He's 73 years of age and uh, sharp as a tack. I love this guy. Um, he uh, studied under Bucky Fuller in in uh, what 1968 and 69 at UCLA. And he is what's called a master urban designer. He designs whole sustainable cities and has been doing this for years around the world. So we could actually take these particular truck stops and turn them into an architectural beauty piece of greenhouse. You wouldn't know it's a greenhouse. It would look more like a, uh, a conservatory. We can beautify yeah. it and then, and, then, and then make it part of the structure and, uh, uh, once again, do the environmental scrubbing, taking the, the restaurant air, into the, the greenhouse and the carbon dioxide, and then pumping the fresh air back into the restaurant. Yeah, and Donna, we, you and I, we have a, we have a little up on the, on the truck stop because we've actually seen photos of these uh, greenhouses like he's talking about. And, I mean, you know, they're gorgeous. I mean, you wouldn't ever know there was a greenhouse. Yeah. I mean, it's for people to visualize all this. And, you know, when something's new and different, it's like, what you know, but really, I I, I think it's a, a tremendous idea, and I think it will solve the problem of what do I do when I'm on the road. I mean, there you go. And it's interesting, Kevin. You bring up uh, South Africa because I mean, the food is so abundant here in the United States, but when you get to these other countries like like Africa and everywhere else that are, I mean, it's either live or die you know they got to come up with some kind of food supply and they're they're turning to this system i mean that uh america can learn something from that oh absolutely well i mean i think israel is is way ahead of us right now in the uh, aqua and the uh, hydroponic setups but uh their government is a little more um geez i, I don't really have a lot good to say about their government either but <laughs> but at least their scientists and such are are getting the necessary fundage to uh, complete these these individual dreams that are really truly for the benefit of mankind, and if they would be, you know, good enough to go ahead and and splash these things out, then uh, you know, guys like me that are are very highly technical, you know, and 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 things of that nature, it doesn't take me nothing but a picture to to, to figure it out. All I all I need is one single 2D picture, and I've got it pretty much 90% figured out. Yeah, and, again, uh, I mean, I, 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 wish, I wish the truck stop could could see the photos that Don and I have seen. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, do you have a, a a PDF put together or anything? I have uh, several. I have several. Oh. I have, I'm I'm responsible for actually redesigning Bucky Fuller's geodesic dome with no frames, and we're gonna we're we're gonna get uh, get that splashed out here pretty soon as a uh, uh, a full greenhouse growth medium. And it's amazing. It recycles everything. It totally does everything for you. And so I well, can, I can, I, I can send you PDFs. I can send you, I can send you more stuff than uh, that. Uh, yeah, I can. In fact, I'll do that right now over the email. How's that? Yeah, shoot some of those greenhouses and how they attach. Because I mean, like I said, I'm at an advantage. I, I've seen it. I, I know what it looks like. And and um, uh, you know, truck stop owners who may you know listen to this show later or catch it and and you know if they can visually see it and i'll uh i'll include those photos like in a post and 
and help get it out sure. there so they can they can visually see it and and grasp exactly what we're talking about here. I mean, that, I mean don't you think, Donna? That'd be a good idea. Yeah, I think anything to help uh, visualize all this because you know it's a new concept and because it's pretty cool. It, it is. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. I, I had talked about it with. Um, Kevin about a week ago, and even then it was difficult for me to visualize. I was thinking, what? They're going to have a greenhouse at a truck stop, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until you see it, it, it's hard. To, it's really hard to comprehend. But and it doesn't look like a greenhouse. I mean, it. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's extremely nice. I mean, it actually adds it, it add value to the property. Actually, to just to be quite blunt about it. It, it, yeah. it does for all. Yeah, and and you know, as for as for a. a uh, a beautifying structure. It, it, it's a, it's a piece of it's a it's a work of art. It is. That's the only thing that really holds my attention in the composites field is that that uh, the artistry in it. Well, you know, I just wanted to clarify something with people who are listening because you know we got we got off into uh, again the solution, and but the the fact of um, what exactly is in the food now it's the um bt corn let's take for example which produces this um toxic insecticide bt toxin and it's actually found to create holes in leakage in human cells so what is this uh i mean this is part of uh the herbicide roundup right that's injected right into the seed yeah um if i recall right let me get my notes here because i i was listening to the same thing that you were from jeffrey smith yes yeah well the, the yeah. roundup is a big BC. big thing in so much toxins right so when and, the pet ran out for for roundup in 2000 the actual herbicide that you kill weeds with <laughs> um then they they took it and actually um put it in the the seeds so now the seeds the the corn or soy whatever uh has the roundup in it already and now we're eating that yeah. i mean that's scary stuff oh that's beyond scary that's that's without your consent that that's that's actually an assault on your body uh, 60 to 100% of the air samples and rain samples in the Midwest that this Roundup is found in. Midwest really got it bad. How much? Oh, yeah. 60 to 100% is in the um, air supply and uh, rain samples in the Midwest. In the rain samples? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Air sample. And <coughs> air and rain samples. Oh, That's scary. So, I mean, you know, for people to think, you know, I think they're just, you know, going a little too far. No, you know, we're really not. It's just that, you know, you 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 haven't been made aware of it because it's all been hidden. And Yeah, because all this is published reports. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of uh who looks for it? Like Kevin was saying, it's just kind of pushed down, pushed down by the old government there. Oh, don't talk about that. I would have never looked this up unless you know somebody like me started you know pounding me over the head um until until i had a reason to start looking it up i started and and my search started with how to cure crohn's disease naturally 
That's how I got on this. Yeah. And one article led to another and then to another. Before you know it, you're you're reading the looking at the computer with your eyes as big as saucers because you can't believe what you're reading. So that's how I started, just trying to cure Crohn's disease naturally. As simple mm-hmm. as that. Now, uh Donna, I, I did I sent you um and the, the first email with, with my bio and all that mess, if you go down lower in that email, it shows these uh, uh, the food biosphere and, uh, and then these, uh, these, these particular homes that we're, we're making that each home that we make also has uh, included in the, in the process is a greenhouse because that's part of oh. our environmental scrubbing of the, of the deal. No, I was, Kevin and I were talking about these homes. And I was like totally intrigued. Where, where do you do them? New Mexico, Arizona, somewhere like uh, well, that. We're looking at 220 acres. Another outfit is wanting to supply us with a a, a very nice generation of about uh, three million dollars to become uh, the bigger, better organic or natural food. Uh, excuse me, think tank, and 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 bring forward these designs in Adobe structures, and uh, uh, and using. Using all the, the the current technologies of of wind, solar, food production, uh, also uh, gray water and black water filtration setups, and these these places they don't uh, they don't uh, uh, they're net zero homes. They pay you to live in in them. They they create no cost for you whatsoever, except for your mortgage, which uh, twenty five thousand or whatever the land cost. Uh, would probably come down to about eh, three hundred fifty to four hundred bucks uh, for twenty years. Wow! Yeah, I mean, that, be, that is know. rent, a one bedroom apartment, and you got a two thousand yeah. square foot home with a greenhouse on it, growing your own foods. You got your own solar and and, and uh, wind power generation. Your black water for sewer. Okay, you have all these things that are taken care of inside of this home that does all this, and you don't have any extra bills except for what you paid for on the land. Boy, oh, Barry, Barry, go crazy over this. No, time. we gotta let our friend <laughs> listen to this show. He's just so gonna go nuts. So that's, that's yeah. He, really he just bought I'm, ten. Up. He just he just bought ten acres, and he, he's you know he's trying to do stuff like this. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. In fact, I got approached today by by uh, a couple more guys, and I'm meeting with uh, some folks down at Kellen's Worm Farm, and uh, he wants to put greenhouses in at all his RV stops. And he owns a couple of them here and here and there and down south in Arizona and uh, Las Vegas and wherever. But he he sees the value in it as well, in 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 having a you pick type of place. So you know when you pay for the overnight stop or the week or wherever you know for the whole thing, then here you go. And that that actually gets the message out as well to other people on the road traveling, having fun. That hey, we went to this place that that had this beautiful greenhouse, and they were growing all sorts of stuff. And since we paid, you know, for the night or for the week, that was part of the deal. We got to eat good, and the, your caretaker does all the work. Everything's on a timer anyway. So I mean, it's uh, there's an app for your phone. You can watch your plants grow from Hawaii, and you you live in Arizona. <laughs> Everything's taken care of. It's it's fully all the technology is available. Well, that sounds like another show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. So anyway, if you look if you look down in that on that uh, that that email that I sent you, uh, it'll be a very large it, the large files that uh, that are that are done. It's on the bottom of the deal, 
Um, see, it's uh, yeah. I, I've got I've got that document. So if that's the one you have, yeah, I already have it. Those are the images that I look. So if those are the ones yeah. you have, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll put it up on Ask the Trucker, and because uh, I I know my friend would really really be interested in in, in that, and he he has a real technical mind, so he's gonna he's gonna understand it immediately. But others can actually see the photos, the images that we're talking about on this show, and get a better right. grasp of what we're what we're doing here. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it all, it, everything, everything comes back down to uh, common sense living. A very simple, simplistic way um, of doing things. Because, you know, all you have to do is is uh, bark at your neighbor one time or the neighbor's kid, and you got drama. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. all we need is drama. But everything else in your home shouldn't be. It should be, you know, that's your sanctuary, your your place, you know, and uh, uh, allows you to be and and to do what you wish to do in your life. Right. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a great show. I appreciate uh, sharing your wealth of knowledge and, and everything you do, and I can't wait to get those um, links up for the seeds, and, and I guess, Alan, you're going to take care of all that for us. Um, but we appreciate you being on, and we'll have to do this one again, uh, kind of like phased, you know, follow up on the show. So, um well, I, yeah, I hope I hope a lot of your listeners, uh, you know, got got something out of it um, that uh, you know they just normally don't get anywhere else because obviously most of this stuff is very very uh, common to me and um, my my thing is is basically to to help help mankind and what's, yeah. what's the greatest achievement that one can can do is is to help others. With the gifts that uh, you know your maker or God has has given you, so what uh, you know, what better? What, you know, I'm not much of a noble laureate or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just another guy from the beach, okay? Right. And I, and I have a talent, and I just like giving away free things because because you know that's my personal way of tithing. Right, right. Uh, we we know all about that, and uh, I think a lot of other people listening do too. So. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on again tonight, and we look forward to, you know, talking later. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been really fun, and, and uh, you know, I wish everybody a, a good night, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, let's uh, we'll stay in contact about this, and if uh, if your truck stop people want to yak it up with me and we want to, you know, get get something solidified and in writing and go, 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 then heck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of truck stops. I know you're on Facebook, and if you want to share your information, um, it's up to you. Uh, be, like, like their page, and then, you know, share whatever you have. Uh, I think they, you know, they'd be very interested in something like this. Yeah, well, you know, if nothing works out, at least they'll get a little more information for the next guy. Right, right. <laughs> so the more you know, you can spread it around to everybody, and you get people interested, and you get the buzz going. And sure. I, I the better off we'll all be for the benefit of everybody, for the health benefit of everybody. So well, thank you so much, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alan. Well, I appreciate it. And Donna, thank you again. And, and uh, I guess this is where we part ways. Okay. Well, for now. <laughs> yeah. For, for now, thanks. Appreciate it. You know, I was thinking, you know, this is a – I mean, it is a very different show from our show's but um, 
it it is it is related to the trucking and the industry and the drivers and the health. It's just going to uh, be one of those type of shows with the information where they're going to have to have an open mind and 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 I think you know like I said, seeing the images that you and I have seen will help a lot. But having that open mind and moving forward, because like I said, this this green movement and organic is not going anywhere. But just to have that open mind, Donna, and to be able to visually see what we're talking about, I think will help a lot. I do too, and you know we'll just keep uh, just keep sharing our, our knowledge with with one another, and those who are interested, you know, well, great, and if you're not, that's okay too. Well, while, uh, while we're winding down here, did you have any announcements? I never even asked you. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, we're we're on this topic, and um, we we have the uh, the the zizia from the um, moringa plant, and I just wanted to share. I know Diana Dutton's taken it; she's seeing a lot of great results, and also um, Alan, you're taking it, and I'm taking it, and although it doesn't you know, cure the problem of, you know, GMOs and pesticides. What it does is it uh, it adds nutrients to your body that are deleted from the soils and also reduces the inflammation in your body caused by these uh, these things, these unnatural things in our food source and environment. Um, it's used in many third world countries uh given to the infants and the uh, mortality rate of infancy has been decreased significantly when they do use it. It's a, it's just a plant. It's a tree. And uh, it has 36 anti-inflammatories. It's got all these enzymes and nutrients and um, everything. So we're taking it. I know Diana's taking it. And there's a few other people. I can't I can't think of all their names. Um, oh, and it has 46 antioxidants. I know that's like a big deal for people. Um, so you can go, actually, you know what, I don't even know the website, but if you go on askthetrucker.com, to the right, there's a banner called Zizia. And if you want to try this, if you're having any kind of um, problems, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to uh, relieve inflammatory uh, illness, uh, like arthritis or like in my case Crohn's disease which is in inflammation which is all these autoimmune diseases uh, you might want to try it so just click on the banner it's a Zizia banner and it's on askthetrucker.com um, and you know you can read all about it there uh, once you click on the link so uh, I, I figured that's pretty appropriate tonight with the show we're having to to mention that yeah, and I'm taking that too. And the biggest thing I see out of it is, uh, it, it, you know, because I work the night shift, and when I start going down, I usually don't drink it till like, you know, maybe twelve, one o'clock in the morning. But it wakes you up and it gives you energy. You know, my eyes are completely wide open, but no jitters, nothing like that, no crash. I mean, it literally helps me get get through the night shift. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've seen from it. But, I mean, if someone was to say, well, that stuff doesn't work, uh, i got to say, well, you're, you're totally wrong. I mean, it does work. I mean, I, 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 I feel it every night. So, Well, Kathy Cass in the chat room says she's taking it too, and it's helping her uh, IBS problem, which I think that's inflammatory bowel, uh, which is something um, 
something like you know in the order of Crohn's and things like that. What is she taking the the what I'm doing? I think so. the mixed drink. I think so. I know Diana's taking it, and uh, there's a few other people taking it. Um, and I don't have all their names. I, I wasn't really prepared, right, you know, this evening. I, I just thought of it because, you know, we're talking about uh, healthy eating and all like that. Well, the thing is, I mean, I can see two effects from it. I mean, the, the biggest effect I'm getting out of it is waking me up and giving me the energy and getting through the night with no jitters, no crash. And the other, not, and the other thing is, uh, yeah, I'm seeing a little bit of weight loss uh, from from drinking, I mean, I think it's like 16 ounces that I drink, and some people may say, well, you can, because it kind of makes me full, you know, so I eat less. So I've I've lost about 10, 12 pounds in, uh, what, a month, I think, Donna? Yeah, I mean, and you're not even really... Uh, I'm not really doing, I'm not exercising, I'm not doing anything different. I'm just, uh, I'm just taking this uh, Zizia, and, and, and some people say, well, you can drink 16 ounces of water and feel full and do the same thing, but... I'm I'm not getting all those uh, antioxidants and vitamins and nutrients from a regular glass of water. So that's just an extra plus, you know, the way I look at it. Right. And, of course, you know, there's other things you could do, too, to even enhance it. I know Mark in the chat room was saying he juices. Oh, I can't say enough about juicing. But on the other hand, again, here we're talking about people on the road who might find that difficult right. to be to be juicing, and and this is a, another alternative to increase your health. Especially, I don't know if Shelly's still listening, but I um, mean she's got she's got quite a few little elements going, and uh, the antioxidants and anti-inflammatories will probably be able to help her. But anyway, um, I hope you do just click on the banner over there and. Uh, over on askthetrucker.com. Yeah, and uh, I mean it works. I mean uh, I I can see it, so it's a pretty good deal. So, um, is that is that all you had? Uh, yeah, that's all I've got for tonight. Okay, so all right. Well, listen, that was a a very different type of show, but it was a uh, very interesting. I'll I'll get a post up. Uh, next week donna on ask the trucker with the images and what we discussed on this show and the truck stops and truck stop chains can can visually see what we're doing and uh i can i can get that up next week so that would uh i think that would be beneficial as well and those links to the um where people can get the uh seeds too that'd be great oh oh yeah from the in the chat room yeah i i noticed um i'm not in there right now but yeah i saw that uh-huh. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and those in the chat room. Appreciate it. And uh, I haven't got the show up next week, but I'm working on. Uh, uh, it should be up shortly. We're going to probably be talking about freight broker training. So it's going to be a good show next week. I'll have it up as soon as I can. But uh, that'll be a good show to tune into. And so, thanks for tuning in for. Uh, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith, and Donna, you uh, carried the show pretty well. Oh, thanks. You you helped. Uh, <laughs> you helped more than I thought you were. <laughs> I think I can just um, uh, retire, and you take it over, and and I'll just become a listener. I think you've got a new job here. I don't even want to go near that switchboard. <laughs> All right. Well, we just try to provide the information, and sometimes we're uh, we're just. Uh, dead on on really serious trucking issues and it, uh, health is a serious issue and you can have better health but 
you got to want it. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you next time, and uh, have, have a great evening. I've been driving these rigs since 79. Never got a ticket, never crossed the line. Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold. Gotta get going, I've got freight to load. Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58. A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes. Well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right. And I saw my life flash before my eyes. I'm just trying to make a living, running the road. Loving my family from a cell phone. Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand. Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand. Fighting the wheel, and the next thing I know, I hit the sidewalk, and over I go. Falling so fast, I had no time to scream. Burning hot metal flying all around me. Well, I laid there for a minute, living out of my head, not knowing if I was alive or dead. Highway patrol said, Let me give you a hand. And he laughed and said, son, you better check your pants I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand at me and my burning rig checked out the damage that was done to the bridge feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head barely heard the words that officer said ten thousand dollar fine and your CDL is gone better call your mama to come take you home three million miles and never a glitch the four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist I'm trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on us The trucking Trucking